Why is it so hard to starve to death in the desert? I don't know, Brian. What? Why? <laughs> because all the sandwich sandwiches there. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> boys and ghouls, to a fucking full-on mini-sode of Halloween's Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. Steve. <laughs> really, Steve putted, is suspicious. really puttered that one out. Really puttered oh, that man, one out. You, that, that was a, that, I, I, am, I felt the struggle on that oof, one. Oof, oof, da. And that was I'm not just wondering, are one. you okay? Like, <laughs> I am tired, guys. I am aneurysm. fucking beat. Uh, we, uh, it's it's Sunday afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to buy. It's the the sun's not even down. I'm ready to fucking go to sleep here. I need a, some beers in me. Um, I need a little. I need a little toot of something. Get me get me woked up over here. Um, how about a little toot of a little cosmic horror, you guys? Newly released, kinda. Um, you guys, we're gonna talk about a little flicky that just came out on the streamings. Um, this past week called the outwaters from 20 and 22 but before we do that we got a couple other dang old things we got to do um first of all maybe we talk about beers because i need a little bit of this beer in me i need something to wake me up here i'm fucking half asleep what do you got i i I didn't have a lot of options so i was like kind of going into the fridge into the back and i like (laughs) have been sitting on i didn't want to drink this alone guys Mm, mm, but mm. i was like i have the shimei green Mm. um i had i I don't know if it's newer or not someone can correct that but um i hadn't had it in like all the years that i've drank shimei uh it's it's nice it's a strong blonde ale Mm um pretty straightforward i mean classic shimei it's nice it's yeah. not necessarily like easy drinking. Your no, girl's it's a going big dr- boy. Uh, we're gonna get a little drunk in yeah. like five minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I have a couple of those, and yeah, I don't know the history of that beer. I do know that you know, obviously the the quad, the Chimay Blue, the uh, was the um, uh, kind of the strongest, and I saw that one popping up. Uh, relatively recently, and maybe it's something they brought back. I don't know, but yeah, it's a big old monster. Like mm-hmm. Belgian golden strong, but at like, isn't it like 11 and a half, 12%, something like that? Oh, uh, man. Le, le, it's only 10. <laughs> oh, really? Only. It's only 10? Yeah, it's um, 10. I thought it was bigger yeah. than that. But yeah, it does. It. I mean, it... it uh, I like that beer a lot. It's really floral, and, you know? Yeah. Like, it's got it's a lot of this like higher alcohol esters. It mm-hmm. Like, I love that type of beer, but it's just a guaranteed headache for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My like cheeks, I, I mean, you can't tell because of the, you know, my Twitch lighting, mm-hmm. um, but my cheeks will probably get red within five, 10 minutes. And that's what happens. And then why I usually don't even drink uh, higher gravity beers is they go right to my head. I get really flush. I just mm-hmm. like feel almost weighed down almost immediately. I'm like, I don't want to. This is not the experience I want. But I mean, it's a nice beer. I just probably only be sipping on her. Yeah, I th- I think uh, I think I have some of that sensitivity too to like higher molecular weight alcohols like those or you know you could just smell those higher alcohol esters and they're like I don't know if it's like 
isoamylal car, one of these like higher, even more toxic than the ethanol esters that come out of these like <laughs> really vigorous, uh, high gravity, you know, Belgian ale fermentations from like a bunch of simple sugars. They just fucking go right to my dome to give me a headache. Um, but they're delicious beers. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what your ladies are talking about. <laughs> what Steve, Steve's like, give me that zoom zoom. <laughs> Steve's like, actually, if you he could just give me straight like poison, I'll just mm -hmm. drink that. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. What are you drinking over there? <laughs> Speaking of some sort of goddamn poison. Well, I tossed I tossed the coin earlier, and it was going to be put gasoline in soju. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it it almost was soju. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was between soju and what I actually am drinking is, I found a classic, Ooh. and we talked about this classic probably episodes and episodes ago. But I found I found the banana bread beer from way back swens. Oh, Wells Wells <laughs> banana bread beer. Yeah, that's always yeah. been a yum. That's always been a yummy one. But it's not Wells anymore. They've changed. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it's now Damn Eagle Lord. Brewery. Hmm. Yeah. So is somebody contract brewing that for them or i have no idea i have no idea it, but if you look the untapped profile it says formerly charles wells so it still is wells banana bread mm -hmm. but now it's eagle brewery banana bread wonder if they mm. uh wonder if they rebranded or they were doing some sort of contract brewing or something yeah i don't know the name yeah. doesn't really flow as well you know in my opinion no nah. you just gotta go banana bread you don't say eagle I wouldn't talk You're about that. Eagle burning, and I just think of like a VFW type. Yeah, like yeah I think bar. I like Yingling or something like that. It's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then it's at odds with something as comforting as as banana bread. That's weird too, because if they just kind of did a rebrand, you know, craft beer drinkers who have some like nostalgia around that beer probably equated obviously with wells and like belt bombardier and some of their other beers but i don't mm -hmm. know i don't know the nature of the circumstance there but that's been a long time since i had that beer yeah i mean they completely changed like all the, the like colors and everything on mm. the can too because now it's like this pop art halftone thing now the, it's now it's completely translucent you can see right through it <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Steve's camera no, no. is always Every single time he hands up, holds up a can, it just looks like he's just holding his hand up. Like you can see right through <laughs> so it. Why doesn't it understand? I want to show what's in my hand. Yeah. Dumbass no, camera. Your hand's never clear, but whatever you're holding always is clear. Um, yeah, I've seen those cans around. It's, not, it's, like a, it's like a bronzy type of can, isn't it? No, it's like it's like a bright yellow and like bright it's, yellow. A, it's a bright yellow pop art with a halftone color on it. Hmm. Whereas like the old styles were like the old brown and bronze. Yeah. Kind of like looked Englishy. Yeah. But then yeah. also was banana bread. Samuel Smith-esque. Yeah. Interesting. Samuel Samuel Smith for children is what it looked yeah. like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the go kids. We got a whole weird selection of beers here because I'm drinking something that's certainly not a, a regular type of beer from what I usually drink. Um, this was given to me by a, a gentleman I met in uh, in in uh, beautiful uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. Owns a, a nice little bottle shop there, and he gave me a couple of beers to try out from Other Half Brewing. Mm. Um, and he gave me. Uh, Actually, a few different ones, but this one is the other half double strata daydream. It's a single hop, uh, double IPA, eight and a half percent strata, double Ooh. dry hopped with strata and uh, an oat 
cream India pale ale. Um, yeah, so big old hazy son of a bitch. Two with lactose. Yeah. Is that a gold can that they put it in too? No. The gold color? Oh, okay. Just lighting. No, I think it's just, yeah, reflecting off my... I, like, I feel like I have like a mild like shit talking thing about the marketing of these type of beers too. It's like, do we now have to talk about like why I feel like using the word like oat cream or, <laughs> you know what I'm like, what we all know you were using oats before. Now you're just talking about it, mm-hmm. you silly goose. Yeah, it's just a different way of saying oats and lactose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a different way of saying oats and lactose. Uh, but they're, now they're calling yeah. it Imperial Oat Cream IPA. Yeah. Um, you know what's the, the thing that the thing that bugs me a little bit about these beers are more just like the absolute fucking audacity of the marketing in that they just change one thing about the beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a different hop variety. Maybe it's this one has lactose versus the other one doesn't have lactose. And then they just have these like incredibly. Um, I mean, totally pleasant and fine labels, but incredibly ambiguous. And like, it's just a rinse and repeat type of thing where Mm -hmm. every single beer is like just, uh, I mean, uh, well, what's the other one from, um, from up in like Williamsport that makes all the IPAs up there? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. There's Mm. one that just like none of their fucking labels tell you shit all about what's actually in the beer. I feel like Aslan I, does it a lot. Mm, not Aslan. The Aslan, they're on and off with what they do. There's Got one it. that is like a terrible perpetrator, and I think they were the first one, because the, the brand was actually started by somebody who was a DJ first. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, this I'm is going to kill new me. Tra- new Trails, who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, New Trails just is like, here's the boot, here's the thing. Yeah, new trails. It's just like yeah, like I said, just rinse and repeat, and they'll repeat. They'll release a new IPA every damn week, and it's just like one small thing changed about it, and then the logo is just like that. Could uh, there's nothing anything particularly distinct about it, but you know what? The the you know they're they're cranking them so quick. It's not like you're gonna you know completely redesign something every week, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just interesting. They all kind of blend together in, in that way for me, and so I I don't know. I didn't ever bring them up like. Double Strata Daydream and this logo. I mean, I've probably I feel like I've seen and heard of or perused by 700 beers exactly like this in my life and never, you know, I just wouldn't give it another thought. Like it's a perfectly mm-hmm. uh, uh, tasty beer. Um, actually, the other one I had from them that didn't have lactose in it, I preferred better. This one's OK. Um but like, yeah, I just would have absolutely walked right by on the shelf. That that said, you know, just straight up hazy IPA is not necessarily my uh, my cup of tea. But this is totally drinkable. It's does fun. it does it have a good pineapple flavor at least? It does. Yeah, I mean, it does. That's that's just one of the things. Like, of you know, for the most part, hops are pretty indistinguishable for a lot of the time. But like, the one thing I at least I noticed about the Strata is it has mm-hmm. a good pineapple flavor. Yeah, um, it's it's more berry-ish, I would say. It's almost got that like berry candy type of thing. Mm-hmm. It definitely has tinned, like that tinned pineapple, very like juicy fruit gum almost kind of thing with the lactose mm. as well. Um, yeah, it's fresh. It's bright. Um, I don't know that the lactose needs to be there, frankly, um, but that's just a matter of personal taste. I don't know. There's certainly nothing wrong with it. Um, I've only had two beers from them. Both of them were, were seem to be 
you know, quality beers. They don't have a bunch of fucking chunkies or anything like that in them. It's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. Can't complain. Um, so, uh, all right, guys, we got the beers is out of the way. We got a couple more things we got to do here before we get into the movie. Uh, if you look at that dang old calendar, you might notice that we only got but one episode before the first episode in March, which means we're going to tell you about what our topic is or more to the point. You guys have told us what our topic for our showdown episode in March is going to be. As a reminder, if you want to help us pick those topics and uh, give us some suggestions and, you know, just vote on them, that sort of thing, or just see some spooky, yuki shit on the old intranets, go on over to the social medias. And follow us. It's at Halloween is forever on, uh, you know, all those uh, platforms, wherever you get your social medias. Um, also, uh, typically Instagram and Twitter are where we actually vote. So each month for those of you who are new to the to the show, perhaps what we do is we have a big old spinning wheel of a bunch of topics. We pull three of them out every month, put them on that wheel, um, or we pull three of them off the wheel, put them in the social medias rather, and then uh, Yins will uh, will pick them uh, and you know argue, fight. Um, ultimately, probably just have an uneventful um, thumb movement over one of them. And uh, once we've decided what it is, we'll each pick a film associated with that topic for our showdown. So, uh, as a reminder, last time we had werewolf flicks, we had best of. Peter Cushing, and we had Hungy for Horror, and um, perhaps no surprise, uh, also because we all, I think, subtly wanted this one and may have influenced the voting just a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> Listen, don't point fingers. Um, Hungy for Horror won it for um, the month of March. So that first Monday in March, the topic will be hunky for horror which essentially uh is anything that has to do you know horror flicks have to do with food or restaurants or uh something like that right yeah i already know what i'm gonna pick i i have a good feeling i know what i'm gonna pick too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but i don't you know. guys yeah that's okay that's all right that's all right you got a week you if got a week they, to if think anyone, about it if anyone messages you yeah and with suggestions send them to me yeah, I'll get right on that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so we'll, mm-hmm. let's get. If you want to message the suggestions to nice Meg, to the champ. Um, send them to TikTok, and they will just <laughs> melt into the void, never to be heard from or seen ever again. Um, no, man, we'll, or, or, going you know right what? for the jugular here. Yeah, or just uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Like I said, if you say say. Make sure you preface the DM in the Instagrams as for Meg's eyes only in big capital letters. And then I'll <laughs> forward it directly over to her. Um, no, Don't we, listen to him. He's going to delete it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I value your input. <laughs> Stealing people's mail. Um, I am going to uh, uh, I, my, my, my picks already locked as far as I know, uh, unless somebody snakes it, which I don't not very I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of fingers crossed. Way. I just kind of hope I do. You know, I've not heard you talk about this movie. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. I will have a backup, but uh, I would be surprised if you staked this one. Um, but we got a whole week. We got a whole week to mill it around in the old noggin there. Um, next week's mini-sode, uh, we will announce what our showdown hunky for horror flick picks are going to be for March, guys. 
That said, uh, let's jump into this uh, this movie we're talking about today. Once again, we decided to watch and discuss um, the newly released on streaming in uh, a weirdly uh, uh, convoluted way. I, like, I, I hate all these different new streaming services now, they all want to do like exclusives and limited, mm -hmm. you know, things associated with them and stuff like that. So they'll say things like exclusively released on streaming service X or Y. And then the day of when it comes out, it's on a bunch of other streaming services yes. as well. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, uh, the, the film is Outwaters from 20 and 22. It, uh, was showing up everywhere as free on screen or not free. Um, it's going to debut on Screambox. Is that the yes. that's the service, right? Um, but I think that's an that's like just an Amazon channel, from what I can understand. That's like an Amazon Prime channel. Is that accurate? Never heard of it before this. I that's how, I was telling Steve that's how I got to it, but Steve seemed to have a different experience than I did, <laughs> and I got suckered back into joining Amazon. I, I'll blame the alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. I'm going to do. Mm. Meg, is, Meg is saying she was drunk and wound up, wound up resubscribing to Prime <laughs> and then Screenbox. <laughs> so, like, back on both. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're right, Brian. It is incredibly convoluted. I think they yeah. wanted to promote Screenbox because, like, Screenbox was the platform that Terrifier 2 came out on. Ah. And, like, so, like, they're, they're trying to push it and not trying to push these other places, but, like, you can get it on Roku, you can get it on Apple. Yeah. And then the fun one I found, I was just like upset because it would have been free mm. is like there's a service called Hoopla. Hmm. Hoopla. Okay. And Hoopla <laughs> is tied to your library card. So if you have a library card, you can rent out shit for free on the That's Internet. Really? Yeah. Like any library. Oh, no, I mean, it acts as like a digital library. Oh, so like it, it's. Cool. Yeah. So it's like any library card, I guess, would work with it. And I was that's just, weird. Well, now we know what the hoopla is all about, you know? Oh, God. Hey, <laughs> hey now. Um, it's a, yeah, that's interesting. I, I can't stop thinking about how strange that is. Like yeah. a library. First of all, I, I haven't been, well, I guess I take our, my kids to the library occasionally. But I'm just like, I'm struggling to think, like, how does the Elwood City Library have anything to do with this? <laughs> it's just not making sense in my brain. Mm -hmm. um, I went similar route that Meg went. I went on Amazon Prime and it was on there and you could rent it for like $6.99 or something like that. Or it was included with a free trial of Screenbox, a seven-day free trial. Uh, so I so I signed up for that, and then I'm going to forget to um, cancel it and just then pay four ninety nine. Listen, I'd rather pay four ninety nine a month into perpetuity than um, <laughs> than remember where my library card is. I guess I don't know. I am I am annoyed enough. I will cancel this four ninety nine charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably, um, I probably. Well, I don't know. I'll screw around on Screenbox see if there's anything on there. I mean, four ninety nine a month. You watch a couple movies a month. It's like it pretty much pays for itself. Um, anyway, I'm not here to promote your Screenboxes and your libraries. Um, we are going to talk about this Outwaters movie. Um, didn't know much about it going into it. Really didn't know anything about it except for Steve. What you mentioned as we were deciding what we we're going to do for this episode, he was like, "Hey, Steve was like, hey, I heard some good things about this. Maybe we check it out." 
uh, I was like, Hey, what is it? He's like, oh, it kind of reminds you said, I think you compared it to that one, um, section in VHS 94 where mm-hmm. the, that like they're out in the desert and it's supposed to be like they're in hell kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. which is, which is not too terribly far off. Although not as fun as that segment. No, I, well, I said it was a more serious version of that. You were right. Yes, but you then, did say that, and that is accurate. But yeah, then also still not as fun. Uh, uh, you know, it's just not as fun. <laughs> it's not as fun. It's not as fun. Look, we won't spoil our thoughts about this movie necessarily. Let's 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 kind of highlight it here first of all and tell you what you're getting yourself into. Um, there's actually a very very concise IMDb um, synopsis of this, which I'll throw out there because it, it's it sounds incredibly vague, but it's also it's kind of perfect because this is an incredibly vague movie, but four travelers encounter menace, a menacing phenomena while camping in a remote stretch of the Mojave desert. That's it. It's just fucking douchebags out in the desert and wild (laughs) shit starts happening. Um, the 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 director this is actually kind of similar to the love witch in that it feels like it is a, a a singular vision of one person but it's also a super low budget movie as well like this would have mm-hmm. fit right in with the old um, micro budget gems that we did uh, earlier this month uh gentleman's name is one mr robbie banfitch um i mean he's like director writer he stars in the movie he i think composed some of the music it edited, he edited it, it. Yeah. he cinematography did practical effects like it was literally just like one person um and and you know a handful of actors so um and i think i read that the whole thing was like 15 grand like really ultra low budget movie it was kind of like some of the things i read it was also getting kind of wrangled in with skinamarink you know obviously them Mm. coming Mm -hmm. to streaming services at the same time but they both had a similar budget and i think people were kind of like not necessarily comparing them in plot, but comparing them in like how they're released and like what their vibe is a little bit too. Well, yeah, yeah not so much in plot, but definitely the way they're filmed is getting a lot mm-hmm. of uh, comparisons. I, yeah. uh, I, I did something I don't usually do. I went on Letterboxd and I read some reviews because <laughs> I was, I don't know, I felt like I'm maybe not to spoil too much. I, I thought I was missing something. So I wanted to see if somebody else had a different take. Yeah. Um, but then I came across my favorite uh, my favorite review, which was by Al Kimball, who said, I done got skinnamarinked again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's like I, I do wish I would have because I went in blind. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of my my M.O. I like to know nothing as little about the movie as I can. So literally I went in just I, I didn't even look at a. I didn't even look at a poster for this movie. Um, all I knew about it was a, was that like two sentences Steve said. I went on, watched it. I wish I maybe would have because if I would have known the whole thing was shot for, you know, 15 grand, I think I would have appreciated some elements of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is wildly wildly vague i i should say right off the bat like just to kind of set up what what and and don't get me wrong i feel like we're we're starting off on a negative note i i wasn't in love with the movie but i i think it's certainly worth a watch and i love when there is a movie that only costs that amount of money because then it Mm -hmm. feels like i rent it for 5.99 you're like i just had a considerable contribution to them making their money back um, <laughs> for literally 15 15k that's incredibly low budget this uh it, like i said it's sh- it's shot in um so it takes place the whole thing takes place with the exception of like a little bit in the first act 
um, where they are in like a series of like apartments and stuff in, in LA, but it's this kind of, um, it supposedly took place in, uh, 2017. It's kind of a found footage. I mean, it started out like it's going to be a, a mockumentary style a little bit. And it is, um, where they're, you know, almost like a case file, you know, a, a Lake Mungo type vibe, you know what I mean? Where it's like, this happened in 2017 and here's the 911 call that resulted. Mm -hmm. And then here are the memory cards, the SD cards from this camera. And we're going to show them to you in order. And, you know, almost like there's going to be some discussion about the disappearances and stuff, but, but none of that really ever comes to fruition or matters. It's literally mm -hmm. just like, it's really pure found, found footage. It's, an, um, it's, it's such an annoying framing device at this point though, because when you're trying to present something as real, the way like the paranormal activity films did mm -hmm. and, and like that one feels much more along the line of it trying to be real because it's fucking boring and long and shows mm -hmm. you a lot of nonsense. This yeah. film does all that framing of like, this is a real, this is what really happened. And then like almost immediately, like there's a whole bunch of non-diegetic sound and it's like shot and edited way too professionally yeah mm -hmm. yeah 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 and 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 like uh, things happen from like a pov that make no real sense to to right. in in the scope of the of the story if you want to see how to do it really well and it's on tubi um so so you know it's quality um the stamp of quality <laughs> <laughs> um go and watch lake mungo um i mean get yourself ready it's a not a feel-good flick by any stretch of the imagination but 2008 lake mungo i think does that really really well does the mockumentary found footage thing really well in a really creepy way um mm -hmm. but also just fyi super depressing but again <laughs> fa but a fantastic film in my in my estimation i think there's kind of mixed feelings about it but i like it a lot they do they pull that thing off this is like yeah it's a framing device that feels like it quickly gets thrown the fuck right out the window mm -hmm. um but it's about a group of um i'm la i'm gonna say twats <laughs> um that go out to the desert <laughs> that go out to the desert to shoot um, i think you call them <laughs> i think the word is twat um they go out to the desert to shoot the world's most unoriginal music video mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. And it's basically so there's a guy, his name's Robbie. Robbie is Robbie that directed the movie and produced it and did all that sort of thing. But his name is Robbie, different last name, you know. Um, and then it's like supposedly his brother, his brother's friend, I think. Um, and then it, this is all done, f uh, you know, to shoot a music video for. Um, uh, a fourth, uh, a friend of Robbie's, right? So it's almost like he, he agreed to do this music video. Um, and you know, he, he brought his brother and his brother's friend out to, 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 you know, take a look, uh, help them out, do whatever. Um, let me get their names right here. And I apologize. My yeah. Michelle is the, uh, girl they're shooting the music video for. Yeah. And it's like, it was hard to tell, but it's like, was she in a relationship with Robbie or was he doing this to like, like get a relationship with her? Uh, I, I took mm. it. I don't know why I got I got the, the vibe that Robbie was gay. So I, I never really even thought of an emotion or like mm. a rom romantic thing associated with it. I don't they never really I don't think ever said that for whatever reason. I got the I got the notion Robbie was gay. Mm. 
so I never drew a, I thought they were just friends. Um, and then also I think it was partially the relationship with the other. So it says two male, two females. Um, it's, it's Robbie and his brother. And then Michelle, who's the, the like wannabe artist, uh, again, she's so like, I think she would have, her whole shtick would have been played out in 2017 already, yeah. which is like this like hippy dippy, uh, flowy dress, uh, flowers in your hair. Everyone in LA though, you know what I mean? Like everyone's playing like pretty cliche characters. I feel like in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, um, but Ange, uh, who is Robbie's, what's the brother's name again? So Scott, Scott's the brother. Yeah. Yeah, Scott's the brother here now. It now it unfreezes. Scott is kind of this like the like stoic, tough guy brother kind of thing, handsome dude. And then Michelle is the is the hippy dippy, uh, L.A. singer songwriter like Karen Carpenter, but Daddy's got money kind of thing. And then Robbie is everything's pretty much from from his POV. And then the fourth character uh, of the group, Ange. Um, the relationship between Robbie and Ange also like there seemed to not be like any type of sexual tension there when they were like partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know. That's why I, maybe that's when it got, got me kind of, um, in, in the headspace that he was gay, but yeah. it, I, yeah. I guess I see, I guess I was reading it differently then because I was reading it as like Ange and and it's because of something that happens later in the film. Yeah, but that the Angela had feelings for Robbie, but mm-hmm. Robbie didn't have feelings for her, but had feelings for Michelle. So it was just like that, like that chain of unrequitedness. Yeah, and then Scott yeah, they, is just on on his own. <laughs> yeah, Scott's just so it's just these characters were not developed really at all. Um, so I, I any mean, any of these in things this case, can be true. Do you think it even mattered? Like, do you think? I mean, I think with what they did with the found footage. I think anyone's relationship in this, I mean, it had no bearing or influence on it at the end of the day either. No, no I, I mean, yeah, th- there's parts where it comes like we'll get into it. But like when things really hit the fan and um, all, just emotion kind of just goes from almost nothing to uh, a bajillion like in a minute, um, there are some things that you could say might have been like the like the some of the inner feelings that come out i i really don't know but also i get the distinct feeling steve back to your point about like what could have um you know been some foreshadowing that happened earlier that came to fruition when shit hit the fan i almost took it as like maybe that wasn't even those people necessarily mm-hmm. so i i don't know yeah. we'll so get into it. it's very convoluted <laughs> so like you're you're right though meg in saying like none of it matters because it's so developed like it's not developed well enough, but the problem mm-hmm. is you spend almost an hour with these characters right. mm-hmm. <laughs> of, no- of nothing happening. Just, so that's just, why you're, you know, lo- yeah. you're looking for more. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, and I think like anything I did not like about it happened during that time. And I think overall, like, you know, didn't love it, but I think we'll, and we'll get into exactly what I liked, but there were elements I liked, but I think like that aspect of it just felt so unimportant and i know um, steve before we started recording i was like this movie could have been at least 20 minutes shorter and it could have been taken off that because i just don't i just felt like it was kind of pointless to try to care about the characters you know and like you know what i mean 
I mean, yeah. I don't even think that was its point. You know, obviously it was like a, we have these quote unquote SD cards. We're just going to play them. So this is just what's there. But I'm like, you guys got to cut 20 minutes out of that. And you, it would have been just as effective. You might've had my intention a little bit better. I don't yeah. know. We could have cut an hour. We could have cut 40 minutes out easy. Mm-hmm. Like this movie yeah. was like an hour and 45, an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. And it could, I get it. I think the, the decision is, you know, you're not worried about having a, a tight script when this is supposed to be like unadulterated found footage, but it's still a movie and we can only suspend that disbelief so much. And like, you, you know, it would have been more interesting and more uh it would have been more interesting and did more for the character development if there were 10 minutes in there of robbie making a sandwich and talking (laughs) to his mom on the phone you know what i mean like some something that's completely not part of this story um because the the Everything you saw on the SD card was directly related to this trip and the things that happen. Um, it already makes no sense that the the camera is rolling during some of these things. Um, mm-hmm. And you never really get any real character development, even around Robbie that much. I mean, you get mm-hmm. some like allusions to his past or perhaps his future and his relationship with his mom and his brother and stuff. But it's so convoluted and it you know so little about the character that it really doesn't hit home in any significant way so like Mm -hmm. it just would have been more fun if it was like oh robbie dicking around with the camera while he i mean you get i don't know the only thing that here i'm gonna give the movie something like this is that i feel like because it feels really unfinished it feels like we're missing elements and i think that feels like more authentic to a found footage type film versus what we've seen a lot, you know, say with the Blair Witch, where it feels like and there's like this whole cohesive story. There's like a beginning, middle end. And this one kind of always feels like it's just going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, so yeah. I, think it, I think it feeds into that and is maybe closer to the idea of a found footage you know, because it's just a bunch of pointless things that eventually, in theory, we're going to be something. Right. But the flip the know. flip side to that is when we're talking about like Blair Witch and again, paranormal activity, Blair Witch goes from like zero to 15 because how does it really end? You know, with just like Mike standing in the corner, you know, what do you mm-hmm. really see? You see a couple of funny dolls that are made. Paranormal activity doesn't hit its mark. It doesn't really hit a high point until like it's practically over this movie Mm -hmm. goes Mm -hmm. from zero to like brian said a bajillion because you get Mm -hmm. so fucking much happening and so many weird things so like you know phenomena because it's Mm -hmm. so many different things and i i think this movie is also plagiarized and we'll talk about it in a uh, later Mm. yeah this is this is this is a theory I made for myself in my own research. So that yeah, will, that yeah. will come up later once we start talking about the weird things that happened. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. The, um, you know, this is um, like I said at the beginning. You get a lot of stuff about you know just establishing that you know Michelle is like a singer songwriter, like Robbie and Scott 
you know, um, have kind of a weird relationship as it within their family, not just their brothers, but then also, I guess you kind of get alluded to that their dad died. You also get that they kind of have a weird relationship with their mom. Uh, they don't really talk to her or they talk to her, but they don't see her often. Robbie is like the baby. Scott is like the, the more like distant, stoic, older sibling, um, he does visit his mom's house and there is boy, I don't know if this was on purpose. It almost felt a little flat, like slashery in that you kind of hated all the characters. Couldn't wait till they died. <laughs> um, but like Robbie is that person. And maybe this is just like really harping on that, like 2017, like height of Instagram culture, probably in that Robbie seems like the kind of kind of person that never does anything without thinking how it could be exploited on social media. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. how, how does it ben how does it benefit him, and what transactional way is this good for him? Yeah, like whenever he's like that, he does this one little stupid thing that I remembered, and I don't know if it was intentional or what. But when he, they're in that that um, where the first place they camp the first night, where they're at that like little like lake, mm -hmm. and they're swimming in that lake, um, and he picks up like a, it's just like a leaf or something that's floating in the water, and you can see he starts like dropping it and moving it around to see if he can get it to do something visually attractive to record. Right. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, come on, dude, just like enjoy the moment and like be live in the moment for at least one second of your life. Yeah. Um, even when it, he, even he, when it feels like he's trying to live in the moment, he's like filming the water and you're getting the sun reflecting off the top of the water as the water moves around. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I feel like I never want to leave here. And that feels like yeah. such like he would later clip that and then post it to Instagram as a reel and just like, isn't this so like deep and like amazing? And it's like look, the life, like look at the, my life. Like this is my whole life, yeah. you know, um, or, or the fact that he, when he wakes up or not necessarily wakes up, but just something all of a sudden an earthquake happens, like a potentially life threatening event. And the first thing he thinks to do is hit record. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Twice. Like, it happens twice. He records twice. an earthquake. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's, um, I know it speaks a lot about the character and maybe intentionally, I don't know, mm -hmm. but he's, the character is by no means, you know, likable. And then um, also uh, just back to that lake scene, Michelle's going into the lake and she has like her uh, bathing suit up her ass and everything. And he's doing, yeah. he's doing cre creep shots. A little bit. You know, yeah. He's doing creep shot. He's like, yeah. oh, look, some ass. Mm. Oh, hey, look, but this is going. This um, is going on the hard drive for later. Spank, spank. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he. Also, if you, I appreciate you, a good butt. Come on, let's go. Oh yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's good, good butt. Butts. But. There's some good butts in this movie across the board. I will give it that. There's some good butts. Um, you also, if you hate people laughing at stuff that's not funny, which is a huge pet peeve of mine, <laughs> um, you got. You got it here. You got it in this movie. There's a lot of people laughing at things that aren't funny out of like nervousness or something like the, the character of Anne. She's like, I, I have no doubt that like that's not how that human is in real life. But my God, uh, the, the the laughing at things that aren't funny just absolutely drove me nuts. But uh, you do get some early on. um I don't know, foreshadowing of very vague things that don't necessarily come to fruition, where as they're driving and he's doing the 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 like 
angsty teen in the backseat of the car, you know, type of recording and stuff like that. Um, you get these weird like sonic swells, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and like kind of like, um, I don't know how else to describe it. It's almost like a, um, a sonic swell, I'll call it, yeah. um, that happens on multiple occasions. That is, you, it, they're very clearly ch trying to tell you that it's there, but you don't know why. It almost sounds like a, like a plane flying overhead, mm -hmm. but it is affecting the like the the ambient sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Not like an engine sound. Yeah, the, this is the first part of like because like they don't really react to it. So mm -hmm. like this is the first time like you start getting that non diegetic sound of like oh we're just making weird like loud jump scares for no reason mm -hmm. and uh, Meg and I again Meg and I were talking beforehand and I told her I was like this is this is if Death Grips made a fucking found footage film <laughs> because it's just like a lot of abrasive noise all throughout the yeah. film yeah 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 I yeah I that's what I told him I was like the second half just felt like all these different like noise projects that I know, <laughs> like if this would be their music video, this yeah. is it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put down at one point when, when, I, when we were 40 minutes in and like 30 minutes in 35 minutes in and like virtually nothing at all had happened. I just wrote down PSA, the first 30 to 45 minutes of a found footage movie doesn't have to be boring. <laughs> like they, they really, really, it doesn't it doesn't just have to be filler you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i feel mm -hmm. like the uh, by nature a lot of found footage movies are slow burns which is fine i get it mm -hmm. if that's the direction you're going for but it was just a slog for the first like yeah. 30 at least 30 minutes yeah, it was too much yeah. uh, another interesting scene in this first 40 minutes though is when they're in the caves there's there's a lot of mining caves out in the Mojave Desert. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but like while they're in the caves, you can hear screaming in the background. Like it's in it's it's lower in the sound mix, but you can hear like no, women screaming. It. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, but I got annoyed because one yeah. of the screams in it is the female yeah. Wilhelm scream. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you, that classic. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you recognize it, Brian. And for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I've already put it in the post production and you've heard it. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing that as like my, you know, just just like a little um, uh, uh, like a little uh, talk boy or something like that in my pocket where I just walk around and just hit, hit that Wilhelm scream like yeah. when I walk into a room. But yeah, it's, it's the um, it's the famous it's the female version of the Wilhelm scream. It has a less like recognizable name. It's like female screams three times from a audio library. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah it, it was in there in the background. I'm like, fuck, what are you doing? Like. Because it happens other times. They had fifteen thousand dollars. I understand, but like maybe just don't use the recognizable ones. Because there's another yeah. one that happens. It's like the metal slashing sound, but it's the metal sound that everybody uses. And it's like, what are you doing? Don't don't use the one everybody yeah, knows. And and and, and uh, I had the. Uh, I ended up going back, you know, because there was a there was a few lines like that people kind of whisper under their breath. And I was like, oh, that's like some sort of little Easter egg that's going to tell me what's happening. But it didn't really. It wasn't. But I, so I did have the su subtitles on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the subtitles tells you every time that noise comes up, it's like uh, metal slashing sound or something. Yeah. It's like some very <laughs> stereotypical um, 
uh, 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 subtitle when the that comes TV up. TV recognizes it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that it's from sound the good you've library. heard a million times, but um, yeah. So finally, so again, we're 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 basically forty minutes into the movie. Nothing has happened. Um, they finally get woken up one night by some sort of again this kind of it's they're debating on whether it's thunder. It sounds more like this kind of like sonic swell, sonic boom type of shit. Um, and then also a bunch of subsequent animal noises, coyotes, um, you know, whatever. It sounds pretty much just like thunder. I will add um, just just a interject here because a couple of the scenes that are happening around here, I thought were like really visually stunning like even the sunset when he's like capturing the sounds um like or even just the way they shot things a little bit up close like i i will give this movie a little bit of that there was some like interesting things to look at yeah, yeah. and it and it's the set they they did very much use the um the setting which was i assume it's shot in the mojave desert or, or a similar landscape it's in the middle of fucking nowhere they did use their advantage they got some cool shots cinematography took took great example or took great advantage of that setting that kind of like moonscape ish mm-hmm. you know it just feels like you're on a different planet mm-hmm. even just like thinking about later um like even when you see like blood splattered on like on the desert it kind of has this like brain element to it that i think kind mm. of makes it a little bit more creepy but yeah and that, on that dusty old. kind of surface that like dusty mm-hmm. craggy surface yeah it, it does it mm-hmm. looks cool um did you guys think that when the when it sounded just like thunder out off the bat um, I thought it was gunshots like you know like it reminded me of like when I'm hiking and I'm near a shooting range and I'm like it's just far enough or it that's initially what it kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it did it sounded like that or like mining like blast yeah you know like dynamite from like blasting a mine yeah. or- there's I think there's some sort of mining operation in the our like Beaver County area going on because I've definitely heard similar like blasts like that just like in the middle of the day and i'm like what the fuck is the world coming down oh no there's there <laughs> oh yeah you see it all the time in like the next door app mm-hmm. and stuff it's like nancy was like i just heard a boom and i don't know what it was and then you know <laughs> yeah you, get, you definitely get that around where we're at but um i don't know did you guys think they were kind of being bitches about it i was just like guys go back to sleep it's like <laughs> it's fine like you don't know you're in a horror movie. Yes, knowing that you're in a horror movie, you should be alarmed. But like, if I was out in the desert and heard like those types of noises, I would just be like, "Yeah, it's thunder. It's some sort of atmospheric thing. It's mine. Who knows?" But just like, I wouldn't come out, walk around, get all freaked the fuck out about it. Like, One thing we all know is that almost all deserts are testing sites for something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, come on, don't be stupid. <laughs> but th- but I mean, that's why I would come out. <laughs> To see if you if there's actually something to see behind it, like if you're in it, if you're because I mean I don't know where exactly are, they are in the Mojave, but it's close to Lake Mead, which is a UFO mm-hmm. typey thing. So like mm-hmm. yeah, maybe come out of the tent see if you catch a UFOs going on. But if not, go bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see some aliens. Yeah, but like for, I guess their reaction that went immediately to like freaked out was annoying to me i don't know why well i don't um, it, i don't know it does make sense uh, for anyway, michelle um, to be freaked out yeah because she's just like a city ditzy girl so like nature isn't good for her like nature bad for her it scare her nature scare <laughs> michelle yeah but it's 
<laughs> it is. And it's also, but she's also like this, tries to portray this like hippie kind of thing. That's what I was going to say. She only likes the, only likes the nature on the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, which yeah. is a joke. Uh, Ange kind of makes about her indirectly. She said she makes mention of like bringing clothes for the shoot that would belong at Coachella. Which that's what Coachella mm-hmm. is. Coachella isn't actually about like being out in nature and commuting with nature. Co- yeah. Coachella is mm-hmm. about wearing fucking knit and wicker and going to you know a, an expensive music event. <laughs> yeah, none of them bitches weaved that stuff. No. They didn't do no. any of the crocheting. <laughs> real hippies get out of here. Real hippies can't afford to go to Coachella. Mm-hmm. Right? I. Actually, I feel like I'm going to correct those like I, the clothes I'm thinking were all probably were all macrame. You know, they're not yeah, they're not doing right. that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, a skill um, they don't have. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they um. They, what skill they, does anyone have who goes to Coachella? I I have they're never been. I can't tell you. I've never been to Coachella. I think you, Steve, you have. No, I've been to Bonnaroo. That's different. <laughs> You've been to Bonnaroo. You've oh, been to Bonnaroo. Very different. I thought different. that was a joke. Because really <laughs> No, I just, I, I, I was getting Bonnaroo and Coachella mixed up. I've never been to any of those big giant festivals. recently that I felt like Bonnaroo was like Coachella light. Maybe it was you guys. Mm. You probably, and I mean, you're not wrong now because they're all owned by Live Nation now. Mm. But yeah, like I went before it was not cool oh, it was cool. <laughs> uh, shut up Opeth played and I saw Guar on their 25th anniversary at Bar- Bonnaroo so suck my dick I think we can see your face too um, I saw swans yeah. in fucking flogging Molly <laughs> I saw flogging Molly at the Cleveland Rib Fast Sick. guys. Um, Seems so good sh- for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, this is the point when I think is it this first night? I'm trying to remember because there, there's some like some repetitiveness that happens here. Is this the first night where um, everyone kind of fucks off back to bed and Robbie goes wandering out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the first. Yeah, the night. first night Robbie fucks off and then he sees the light. Yes, he sees this. Did he light. see the um, the axe that no. night too? No. Okay. No, that's second night. But yeah, okay. this night he does see this kind of light, which, I mean, it looks like if um, the desert had a glowing vagina, kind of that like shows up, <laughs> and it's just like the, the, it, it, that's that's what it looks like. I don't know how else to describe it, um, but it's just like the this type of like glow. But then there's also like a strobe like com- like portion to it. I don't know. I'm it's not, not gonna lie. I like I wish they would have just been a little bit smarter about shooting. And I'm saying this because when I stayed out in the desert in Joshua Tree, I was like we were it was full moon mm-hmm. and I felt like it had such an interesting lane, like almost felt like I was like on the moon that I feel like if they would have tried to like film this movie there, I think things might have felt a little different too. Yeah, it's mostly pitch black. Yeah. Um, with just like a very sub, like subtle glow on the horizon you see. And otherwise, all you're seeing is is essentially the, the light on the camera. Um, that That's your POV. It's from Robbie. It's the light on the camera. And it um, helps in some scenes, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a found footage, POV found footage type of thing. But um, anyway, they wake up in the morning and like, Animals are acting weird. Insects are acting weird. There's a bunch of bees around. I don't know. They're, they they keep seeing these donkeys um, that are I'm glad just you brought kinda, that up, Brian. 
yeah, just kind of standing around. So we get a little horse riding in this, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, these are cousins of horses. These are hybrid horses. Horse adjacent. Yeah, horse adjacent. Horse adjacent stars, you know, they'll get three. Three out of five today. Three out of five? That's pretty good. Mm, I think it is pretty good, you know, because we got to see them a few times. donkeys. Yeah, Um, they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're handsome. Um, These are definitely show donkeys. They're taken care of. They're not dusty ass wild donkeys. (laughs) They're not dusty ass donkeys. These are like manicure pristine donkeys um you know aside from that everything is pretty okay but they're already kind of starting to freak out already apparently michelle had a dream about her dead mother and it's just like mm-hmm. i don't care like was anyone, yeah, was anyone else be a professional it? michelle well, and was just like talking shit for her crying and i was like <laughs> dang vicious yeah but Ange, also, Ange is cold yeah. as ice well, it's but literally a- like the fifth time we've heard Michelle bring up her goddamn dead mother. So yeah. you can only imagine all the times the camera isn't all on right. and she's get annoying the shit out of Angela. Michelle, Michelle everyone it. dies. Your, your we get died. it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Your mom's dead. <laughs> but she's, yeah, she's being a real bitch about her dead mom. And then <laughs> Angela's <laughs> being, Angela's cold as ice because she's like, assume that she, Robbie and Ange don't know each other super well. I got that like Scott and Ange were were friends. Um, and Ange just like throws Robbie under the bus. Literally the morning of day two is like, you, this is, you're disorganized and you're an asshole and this is all going to shit because you didn't do a thing or whatever. And it's like, it's not like Blair Witch where you got that whole thing with the map and them fighting and everything getting to a boiling point. It's just like last night there was some thunder, I guess. And now everyone's freaking out the next morning. It's It's just just mildly like a trope, you know, in a sense for found footage films. I was actually thinking about that of like, there's always that moment where people are like, guys, we should probably leave. This shit's just like a little weird and we should go. And I feel like Robbie played that card of like, he was the one being like, no, no, let's stay. Let's finish this. We have to finish this. We have a deadline. And uh, I feel like I don't. Is that a trip for? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, And and, and, but it never is. It never comes to that. And it's never like the the anxiety is never really earned that much Mm -mm. at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. If it would have been just like a hey, that was kind of weird. Maybe take five minutes out of the 40 minutes of nothing at the beginning of the movie and make the anxiety and like the social and and professional pressures let that simmer up a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah. instead of uh yeah the 40 minutes of them just you know fingering themselves at the beginning of the fucking movie you know what yeah. i mean just mm-hmm. dick farting around totally. <laughs> yeah um but you know between the, dick farting here <laughs> yeah <laughs> between the earthquakes and like the, they keep making mention of like weird atmospheric stuff not not only the the like the sonic swells thing that you're hearing as the audience but also they say stuff like i feel like the air is buzzing they they just say like mm-hmm. dumb sh- vague shit like that, that they no start telling rip- me about vibes that there's no visual element of <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they were like yeah exactly you're just you have to take them for granted but it's also just like very much said in passing um and then there is this scene where they are actually finally get around to going out and shooting the music video and it's just robbie and michelle and they come upon this this mound this little like hill and they're saying that 
Um, well, that's where that lightning or whatever. So the thing they saw, I think, because I think that was when Robbie walked around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He saw it almost come out of that thing. And so that's why they went to it's why he took her to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's some it sort my, of the way I saw it. I think you're right. Yeah. Some sort of like, I don't know. I'm going to say burial mound because I think that that's kind of the direction all this goes to. But it's it's there's a hole in the ground and they go from like just like we're shooting this music video. And again, it's like there's nothing cool about it at all. It's super lame. And then all of a sudden they're doing they're like fucking sonic sleuths all of a sudden. And they're like sticking the, the, the microphone in the hole in the ground. They're like putting their head up to the fucking burial mound like they're Sam Neill on the fucking triceratops in jurassic park like <laughs> you know it's just like it, 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 all of a sudden they're is, they, they're speculating about all this something's happening underground i don't know which is so stupid because he puts the microphone in the hole in the ground and yeah. you get this super abrasive noise coming out of it because it's just yeah. like this metallic echo and it's hollow and it's a reverb and there's probably screams in the mix and there's all kinds of shit in this mix yeah and it's incredibly loud just for us as viewers Mm-hmm. And then Robbie is wearing headphones while he's doing this and then puts his head to the ground to hear something. Yeah. You're not going to hear anything. You're going to hear all that screaming in your fucking head. You you're hearing jackass. what we're hearing, you dick. Yeah. And then also um, he makes some like very offhanded comment about um, his camera batteries haven't went down at all the mm-hmm. entire time they were there. Mm-hmm. But he's like not really concerned about it. He's just like. Yeah. Oh, the earth is recharging my camera for me. Sick. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> see Robbie's an idiot because he knows that when you have batteries out in the cold, they mm. get used up really quick. So he just thought reverse. Oh, it's hot out here. So batteries long <laughs> <laughs> batteries don't die in the desert. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, finally, I think we're like 55 minutes in and then something creepy finally happens. Um, it's basically it's at night and, uh, you know, shit's kind of hitting the fan a little bit. People are starting to get creeped out. Um, essentially, what happens is they just like wake up. There's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of chaos. Um, specifically you hear Ange and Michelle just like screaming, freaking out, like pleading for their lives to scream. Like they're just, they're fucking losing it. And, uh, uh, Robbie, of course, in that scenario, he doesn't, you know, get up and just fucking run or try to save anybody. He gets his camera out, you know, as, well, as one does. Well, Brian, I think you're missing a very important part of this and it's an mm-hmm. invention of this film is mm-hmm. that the, the booms are happening again. And Robbie goes out to investigate again and he sees a guy standing on the hillside holding an axe. Yes. Mm. And then he gets hit in the head with the axe to which he just wanders off and replies, my head is raining. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I was I was getting mixed up. I was thinking that happened after all the shit hit the fan. No, no, no. no. That's what causes the shit to hit the fan. And then. Yeah. And then this is an invention of this film. It creates a new type of unreliable narrator, which is cameraman with a head injury. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I never thought about it that way, but that is like a weird turning point for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I just immediately thought of the old SNL massive head, head wound, Harry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's what it is. (laughs) Well, you know what? You're, you're right. But the camera doesn't have a head wound. (laughs) 
No, but he does wind up just like not pointing it at anything for the rest of the film. I, yeah, but he like, sees we're a seeing all this and then he goes, wild mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> it would have been better if it was like, yeah, he's got a head wound. Okay, fine. He's been smacked in the head with an axe. And it is kind of a cool scene. There's like, it's very dim. And you actually saw. Okay, so you come to realize, you come to, you see this character multiple times. In fact, at some point, they're just like, fucking playing ring around the rosy basically together it's this guy he's seemingly covered in blood um and he's naked and he's holding an axe right mm-hmm. he was a pretty creepy character i think like i don't know if the way i was looking at him like look like his leg was almost really fucked up or they were like different sizes or it was like a bone leg of sorts. Yeah, he had a fucked up leg. He 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 was. Um, you actually saw him earlier from a distance, um, in the daylight. I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. whenever Robbie is like panning around and and shooting the around the the lake, the lake bed area. Um, but he, it, it's it's one of those like Easter egg kind of shots where like the the cameraman doesn't notice it. But you just kind of go past it and you see him like in red off in the distance, which I thought was kind of creepy. I had to do the like little rewind thing and watch it again. But um, anyway, more to come about this cat. But he essentially whacks Robbie in the head with the axe. And then Robbie's all whacked out poo brain, stumbling around. And uh, he, he, you know, the camera goes off. It comes back on at some point. So the camera, this is the thing that I didn't like because it doesn't make any fucking sense. The camera becomes Robbie's like literally becomes Robbie's eyes. So mm-hmm. it's a found footage. So the, 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 you know, POV. So the camera is Robbie and it's from Robbie's point of view, but it's also kind of the, it's the audience's eyes. Right. But in this instance, it's almost like, and Steve, you said he has a head wound. It's almost like the camera has a head wound too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, yeah. So the, cam- I don't I, So now all of a sudden, Everything we're seeing is unreliable. It's not like we're seeing it through Robbie's eyes. We're seeing it through a camera. But now the camera is unreliable, too, which doesn't really make a whole fucking lot of sense. Um, But, you know, uh, everyone's somebody starts whiling out on the tent. Uh, There's a bunch of like somebody's like breaking into the tent or something. I don't know. Um, And then uh, Scott's like telling somebody to tuck him in. I think you see Michelle. seemingly dead um you see like a a bloody corpse kind of thing and it has like blonde hair it's clearly supposed to be michelle um but like at this point almost everyone's bloody in some way mm -hmm. every time we see them you know yeah everyone's covered in blood like 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 yeah i mean i don't know how else to say it everyone is always covered in blood from here on out colony everyone's everyone's naked covered with blood um is it a so, guar nudist colony? I wish. I wish. <laughs> so, I mean, you do, do kind of get a, later. We get something that feels like if you would have panned out would have been a guar set piece. Yeah. But, you never um, see the monsters, so you can just imagine it's guars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so finally, Robbie starts like moving and pointing this flashlight around and just finds he's just finding a bunch of blood and like gore all over the ground. He's kind of following it around. And he does come up on Ange and she's covered in blood. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? You know, help me. Don't leave me. Blah, blah, blah. And then she gets real horny. Well, later she does get all horny. No, no, this is early. She's not horny. She's decidedly not horny at this point. Mm, Um, But she does get horny later. Um, And then you get all the sound is like distorted and shit like that. 
this part, I was like, oh, God, this whole thing's so fucking predictable. Then he wakes up in the morning and he Robbie and he is apparently like chilled down between a couple of rocks until the morning. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I just thought this whole thing was going to be essentially them stumbling in the dark and fucking getting chased by a monster or some shit. Um, but they wake up or Robbie wakes up and then you get this like shot of Robbie getting up out of this little like crevice third person but then he goes back and gets the camera i don't know some of the way things were shot didn't really this wasn't really consistent you kinda with hear it. like a weird conversation or phone call with his mom not quite yet at this point i don't think oh, i don't think we've got to that yet this is when he first comes up out of the little cavern it's the first morning after the shit hit the fan um and it's it, you know in it's bright daylight um and there and then this is where he first sees all the screaming bloody snakes <laughs> <laughs> so there are these creatures which i was like oh fuck okay i'm kind of psyched about the direction this is going um uh, i literally wrote down first cool thing it's over an hour um there are <laughs> these little I, I mean worm snakes that are bloody and screaming shuffling around all over the ground uh in the middle of the desert and robbie's terrified and they're like going between his legs they're like yeah, they're just screaming bloody snakes. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's kind of wild. I like that. Yeah. And then like one gets trapped in a bush and it's like, but like there's, there's <laughs> yeah, one gets trapped in some jaggers. Yeah. Some jaggers <laughs> and it don't like it. But like there's so many, there's so many cuts and, and yeah. like nothing, like nothing is allowed to play out in a way that feels meaningful. Like you, no. you see all this shit and you go, oh, that's crazy. But oh, now it's gone. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Oh, 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 that's gone. Oh, that's crazy. I can't see anything. And now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like, like I said, it's almost like the camera has lost its mind. Mm -hmm. It's turning off, turning on. It's almost like it's, you can imagine it almost feels like it's just like a fix to Robbie. Mm -hmm. Cause he's not carrying it. It's not like he's walking around with it up to his head. He's constantly just like putzing around going like, Oh, I me, I me or whatever. <laughs> and just like being just like, basically he's disoriented. He wouldn't in his current mental state. It makes no sense for him to keep the camera up right. during the day, maybe at night for the light. But during the day, it makes no sense. So you're kind of imagining that it's like it's just in his hand, like just incidentally, it happens to be in his hand and he's just shambling around covered in blood um, like he finds a flashlight. OK, at some point and he just assumedly f now time becomes unreliable at some point as well. So who knows how long he's like wandering around during the day, but he does find a flashlight and then he says he's sorry to the flashlight and then it's nighttime. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it, <laughs> That's a real funny way to put it. It's just like he finds a flashlight, apologizes to the flashlight, and then goes to bed. Yeah, and then it's nighttime again. It doesn't make it. it yeah. Um, he, but he's starting to find that like uh, shit went wild at some point. He's finding a lot of like, I would say clues, but the clues aren't really leading us anywhere. Like I said, he he does appear to find Michelle's body. Um and then he strips naked and then he finds something, I think. Right. Like and and this is one of the things where it's like he does put the camera down and his mom calls. And so you get like this uh, his mom's voicemail 
like that she left him and then he seems to find something uh like o- o- over yonder and he's definitely at this point feels to like he's not just like confused head injury it's almost like he's he's under some sort of spell and then i wrote he is robbie because he he does say <laughs> on multiple occasions that he is robbie um and then the guy with the axe shows back up and then you get this like for a quick second the blair witch front facing you know nose run snotty nose shot uh animal noises bloody axe guy just is always kind of hanging around just like standing close by you never see who it is you just see legs so yeah. like meg said there's like a leg his legs mm-hmm. kind of dicked up but he's also all covered in blood so you don't really know like why that's happening and robbie's um, always pointing the light at like him at the monsters like you don't ever think you don't ever stop to think that they're gonna see those things and like respond to the light <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. almost it's almost like why why uh, I wish Robbie would have stayed more in his like had his wits about him at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that he did made sense. Right. So you don't know when Robbie's in trouble or not in trouble because Robbie's always just in trouble. He's always just wandering around going, help me, I'm Robbie and shit like that. <laughs> help, my brain <laughs> <Yeah>. is wet. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like this in the re- like this and like rest of the type of movie just comes off to me like one giant abduction ab- or alien abduction where he's just reliving the same thing kind of like over and over and yeah, over, there's and over a again. Loop. There's definitely a, a time loop thing, which we start to get some, some, some hints too soon, which I, I just occurred to me. It would have been great because Robbie does continuously talk about how he's Robbie. And, uh, <laughs> it reminded me of another movie we saw recently. Um, and the quote, uh, where the munchies and I just <laughs> be funny if, because at some point spoiler alert there is two robbies and it would have been cool if they're like where the robbies yeah um <laughs> but anyway um so yeah more pov just kind of fumbling around by robbie he eventually gets thrust into some uh blood lake i don't know you get this like wormhole th- like mm-hmm. you, you literally get an image of basically like a tunnel it looks like some sort of dirt tunnel. Mm-hmm. So you're assuming Robbie's getting sucked into the earth or something, and there's some sort of dang old blood lake underneath the desert. That's how I took it. But yeah. also, he must be cleansed. <laughs> yeah, but but also like he, um, <laughs> you never get any type of answers um, because he 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 gets splashed around in some blood water, and you hear all these crazy noises and whatever. And he's he's in the water, um, and it's red and whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's just daytime, and he's just like puking up the blood water. And then his skin is—it's almost like he's molting. Right. He he gets like, like some sort of coming off his legs. Yeah, he gets some sort of membrane on him. That, yeah, that he starts pulling off. Yeah, it reminded me of of the Matrix, you know, yeah. when he comes out of he comes out when he's reborn in the real world kind of thing. That's what it reminds me of. He's got like some sort of like weird film on him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that's kind of what they're trying to suggest is like he's continually like reborn into the same timeline. Like I said, there's some sort of wormhole time jumping type of thing here and I'll give you guys my theory on it as well i i know steve has a theory also but we'll talk about what we think is actually happening because you never get any type of real answers um 
Then just some, so, you know, then in the distance, he sees some people walking in the desert and Robbie is like, Hey, I'm Robbie. I'm Robbie. And he's like yelling at them, trying to get their attention, but they don't seem to respond. And then he catches up to one of them, but they're covered in blood and, and they run away from him. It's, it's Michelle seemingly. Well, see, I think um, that, she, I think that was different. That was just like a different Again, because of the cutting, Uh, but I mean, I think you're, I think you're right that it follows sequentially, but like he, I mean, he's essentially seeing two different instances. Yeah. yeah. He's essentially seeing their foursome and then he's calling out. And then I believe the, the Robbie he's seeing stops. I believe it's the Robbie he's seeing, but yeah, yeah, the Robbie, they don't show it to you, but essentially, cause it's from a distance, you just see four figures, but you come to realize pretty quickly that he's seeing their initial trek into the desert mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then after that he sees a Michelle and that Michelle's right. covered in blood and he chases her across the desert. And he's like, wait for me, wait for me. And she's like, no. Yeah. And they like, Man, he, this he, is he like keep... hallucinating in the desert on acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the what whole this thing is. is very much <laughs> feels like that. Um time is 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 kind of just like I said, you're definitely getting this little time loop situation. Um, and then it's night again and Robbie hears Michelle singing, singing this like annoying hippie song and he goes, um, into the tent and finds, uh, his brother and he's all covered in blood too, but he seems just kind of like confused. Um, and then he, this is where you really get the things start to come together a little bit in terms of the time loop because Scott, the brother starts basically replaying the night that they first went outside. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what's that noise? Oh, well, let's, let's go look, unzip the tent, all this stuff. But he's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So so you're seeing that these these events are, are happening again. And there's some sort of time loop, you know, wormhole shit if you hadn't picked up on it already. But they find Ange again, or he finds Ange again, and um, he just starts like saying a bunch of Jesus stuff. He just starts like praying mm-hmm. and stuff, and like re- reciting all these these prayers and 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 Bible verses and stuff. He leaves the tent, so he's like, "I'm out of here." Goes out of the tent, and he's in his mom's house, which mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, sick! This is good. Okay, this is my set." I'm, I'm really trying to give this a lot of chances because I'm like, "Oh, this is cool. This is un- unexpected." But he comes out of the tent. He's in his mom's house. And she's bombed and she's also covered in blood. <laughs> um, and but it's very dark. And I kept thinking something really cool was going to happen. The mom's just basically like, this is lame. And then she <laughs> and then like Scott, the brother, he sees him in what looks like a mirror but then the mirror is like an airplane window mm-hmm. and it's like the airplane's taking off so i don't know if this is some foreshadowing or this is some like going back to the flight to get there i i don't it's never clear but he's basically kind of coming to terms with the fact that he can't save his brother at this point, mm-hmm. so his brother, yeah, so uh, you know, I don't know if his brother's dead or he, he kills his brother, but it's it's his brother seems unaware of what's happening and is just like sitting inside a plane, but he's looking. It's almost like he's on the outside of the plane, like Twilight Zone style, like he's on the wing looking in, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, it for him being his brother, yeah, like they have so little interaction once, yeah, shit goes wild. Like, yeah they do and it's just like like and that's one of the 
lesser satisfying things is because they never like, I don't know. You never really discover anything about their relationship because Scott just fucks off. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and you can tell he's supposed to be like, like I said, a little stoic, a little bit more distant. And, you know, even when they're like drinking and smoking cigars and doing like brother stuff, like we're, we're two, a couple of definitely straight brothers, you know, early <laughs> on, like let's drink whiskey out of a snail and uh, I don't know, fucking smoke a cigar. They are there's a lot of di- like emotional distance between them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm giving them too much, giving the movie too much credit, but that's kind of how I took it. I definitely feel like, I, I mean, I appreciate what you're doing, but I feel like you're pulling a me and you're like, man, like putting meaning into this movie in a lot of yeah, ways. You I know could what I mean? definitely be doing that. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm that's not sure what I the intention I mean, I have was. a theory too, but we can touch on that. <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to have a big theory roundup at the end. <laughs> big th- theory corner coming on up. Mich- <laughs> Michelle's dead mom makes like a quick little cameo, I guess. Um, and then, uh, and then he runs up on like a naked bloody dude, but it's, you think it's like one of the donkeys laying down, but it's some sort of giant. I don't know. I'm going to say giant bloody donkey monster. I don't know. You never get any type of definitely making remo- donkey noises a little bit. Yeah. yeah you, you're not getting any type of remotely clear image of it, but it's just he's just uh, I don't know, standing by it. He's not necessarily wrestling with it or, or even kind of interacting with it it's just he's near it yeah yeah the, the, and it's it, confusing scene it's so it's so poorly like lit that yeah. you you get no sense of the space that you're in and where the monster is comparatively and where like the monster you, I, you don't get a clear sense of the monster's face i think at one yeah. point maybe robbie is lying down and filming up at it I, I, if that was the case, I didn't even get that perspective. It reminded me of like, there is a big monster laying down and Robbie is just like feeling around in the dark. Like one of those, you know, haunted houses where you're touching the spaghetti and the grapes. Like that's really what it felt like to me. And this is the donkey monster's skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, you never, it's not, you never feel like besides the noises, nothing that's happening physically on screen is suggesting anything really that threatening. Right about mm-hmm. it because you never can make out like i said its face or its extremities or anything like that um i think everything only feels like a touch of like above how scary it is or like or even insinuates the scariness is because of how i think quick and chaotic it is mm-hmm, i think yeah. that's it doesn't give you time to like rationalize what you're seeing or what you're experiencing in it but. i don't know why this is such a such a stretch but to me i was just imagining the director sitting there like he's trying to like imagine that the, the one of the really great like monster scenes in the void and trying to bring that to fruition mm. in this like this this desert environment and it's just not happening you know what? Not, not some of the special effects kind of reminded me of the thing a little bit a little bit yeah like at least the snakes <laughs> a little bit and maybe even this character or this like pseudo donkey thing where it's just like kind of looking really wet and grimy <laughs> and like, i don't know like it, it is had, it's it's mm. wet it's a moist Very it's a moisty wet. moisty boy what is it um, about being wet that makes something a little bit more scary 
it makes it um, easier to create as it like as of practical effect. You just put a bunch of petroleum jelly and wet it down. Yeah. And it's going to look better. Um, you just, I mean, it, it taps into that inner human nature of like the last thing you want is a wet handshake, and then yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, you know, scaled up a hundred times and now you like that's a beer name. That's wet a beer handshake. Name right there. A wet handshake. Um, so the other half's another next IPA. Mm. Yeah. Wet handshake. Um, <laughs> that's actually a good idea is just making a beer like and it just in in like a little starburst on the bottom just says extra wet. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a wet hot. It's uh, a wet how hop. How many different ways can you say wet extra wet? How many different ways can you say wet? on a can yeah add moist. 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 Yeah. Add moist people hate that i like that um anyway you get back to the tent Ange is there you know this creature kind of attacks the tent but then that kind of makes Ange horny and my notes during this section i'm like uh, are funny because i go i this this is me writing notes actively like as i'm watching the movie now back at the tent and Ange is there creature attacks the tent but does Ange kind of get horny for a sec question mark question mark question mark or did i imagine that blood snakes tie them up Ange is definitely horny now <laughs> we get some bloody tit rubbing which is kind of sick so there's Ange, you know just being bloody and wet and horny and like just like rubbing her tits um while robbie like recites like blessings um and <laughs> robbie is trad yeah. calf so this is yeah. all uncool with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I didn't anticipate things getting like there wasn't any indication because normally when there's like some some this didn't strike me as a as a as a not that it's not a demon or something like that, but it didn't surprise it didn't nothing satanic about this. Mm -hmm. It's more cosmic uh, uh, um, or skinwalkery i'll say yeah. it never came across as satanic so mm. like when all the 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 churchy talk from robbie and the sexual like th elements which usually are more of like you know pent up uh, uh uh like religious stuff this didn't really feel religious and up until this point oh, you so didn't this know was, aliens are really horny yeah like <laughs> i i feel like, like if this they, is this aliens they, or skinwalkers I mean, or something like they don't Brian, care about probes. they don't care about your 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 morality and your god shit you know what i mean um they just want to see anyway. you fuck <laughs> yeah just do something <laughs> weird you know what i mean um anyway uh so he, he robbie does find the bloody axe um, and then some demon, you know, uh, you know, Captain Howdy or whatever goes, show them. And then he's getting, you know, splashed around in, in the bloody ocean again. And in this instance to me, and maybe this was just me, the second time he goes into like the blood water, um, it feels, it, it sounds like an ocean. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first mm -hmm. time it's just like he might've been in like a, you know, an underground cavern or something. I, I don't know. You never really see the environment, but it sounded like I could feel like a, like him getting thrashed around by a tide. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the visually, I think it was that scene too, where it, and it was definitely upside down, which I thought was another interesting cinematography move where it was like, there was an ocean. You yeah. can definitely see waves crashing. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think it's Scott is in front of him and you see like a wave go like over his head. 
So like, it's definitely, that's right. Well, then there's also like, um, it's just, it's meant to be very disorienting. And I wrote at this point, now you're on the exterminator at Kennywood. <laughs> like you're just getting spun around. And then he gets spit out and, and you you see like a sign that says it's like a warning sign that says like you shouldn't be here or something. But you can't really make it out because he's like standing on it and it's in the sand, mm-hmm. too. Um, and, uh, and and then he sees himself with the axe and he says, hi, I'm me. And then he bails. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's when you get the idea that like the 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 creepy guy with the axe the whole time was another Robbie mm-hmm. or it was him mm-hmm. on a different timeline or whatever surprise surprise you kind of could see where that was going but he finds his friends then but they are all they're just their heads on pikes um which again took a little bit of a wacky turn um the last like 20 15 minutes i'll say this movie goes pretty hard (laughs) which i do appreciate um because you didn't see (sighs) here's the one thing i'll say about this movie never knew where it was going i was never super i never had super high expectations but they did take some big old fucking swings which i always Mm -hmm. appreciate so you get the three friends heads on on pikes um and they're all decomposed and tore up and shit like that. He you sings a little. Pull a total s- Urkel too in this situation. He's like, "Do not do me." You know what I mean? Like we fucking know you did it. <laughs> he does. He does pull a Steve Urkel. Oh my god, <laughs> he does. So so you're starting to get this idea that like, okay, Robbie went went balls out, went wild, and and killed him, or Robbie got taken over by something. I don't know. I. Don't don't like the God, there's the cliche of singing a creepy song while creepy things are happening like mm-hmm. i could have done without that but so here's where things get like even wackier you're also you're already like whoa heads on a pike sick he finds what i'll describe as a shark tooth yeah i'm pretty sure it's a shark tooth right it could be a shark tooth uh you did see some spikes on uh the whatever monster like beforehand Mm. so it could have been like a spike that fell off or and it goes with my theory that it could be a dinosaur tooth oh we got dinosaurs okay so at first i thought it was an arrow Mm. i thought it was an arrowhead at first but then once you see it closer it's it's clearly a a tooth Mm -hmm. a big sharp tooth it looks like a it looks like a like a shark's tooth um or something along those lines um and pretty quickly you see robbie he starts like really getting after himself with this tooth um he cuts his own dick off (laughs) oh this is solid this is fucking solid the next two minutes (laughs) it does go so bonkers he you're just like oh he's gonna like oh he's cutting himself with the shark tooth whatever and then you're just like hearing him ripping at himself and all of a sudden you see a severed dick (laughs) (laughs) which he's playing playing very well stop playing with your dick bud it's so um they don't hide it at all it's a dick you see a big old severed dick not big old like it's a big old dick it's just a severed dick and you're like damn bro did not expect to see a severed dick right this very second uh, then he plays with he it what do you think he was what did you yeah. think he was doing like what do you think he I was, just cutting he was just off? like mutilating himself yeah. just like oh. cutting himself with it I, I did not go right to cut the dick off um <laughs> but he did and then he starts like disemboweling himself 
and he pulls out his guts and we get this like pov shot of him just like walking around with his guts hanging out um and now at this point you know shit's serious because he makes a conscious decision it's a good time to put the camera down (laughs) this is when dicks off guts are out do away with this camera. Um, he walks off. Now he can really be himself. Into frames, but it's from behind. So now he can really be himself. Another great butt. <laughs> you see his butt. And then he does a John Bender Breakfast Club fist bump <laughs> <laughs> as the credits roll. Don't um, you was, no, there's forget a, about There's me. more like... He was like, there's an airplane. He was like trying to get the airplane. And see, <laughs> he's trying to. I took I took that as, um, if you remember, it's earlier in the film when they're flying towards the desert or flying over the desert, and he's filming it. I took that as he's like trying to reach up at the airplane that's passing over, and he's on that airplane. Yeah, mm. yeah he's on that airplane. Mm. Yeah, like stop. Like, yeah, yeah um, trying to warn himself. I feel like a lot of things would be easily explained if if it's just like they're dead like everyone's dead here all of it just like now can make sense Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's a cop-out but Mm -hmm. i feel like talking about alternative timelines and the fact that we saw that this was like a testing area there's just some other weird shit going on that i think like is messing with like you know some sort of space time configuration Mm -hmm. that they're experiencing and i do think there's alien i do think there's something alien about it See, here's my theory. It's pretty straightforward. It's a it's a dang old skinwalker. I thought this was a skinwalker yeah. situation. Okay. Like Skinwalker Ranch, if you're familiar, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of weird anomalous shit going on. There's a lot of stuff with time. There's a monster. Like that just and there's shape shifting potentially, which um, you know, the donkeys then are monsters, then are maybe Robbie. I don't know. But it just it's really just immediately, even like halfway through the movie, I wrote down the note of is this some skinwalker shit? Like that's how <laughs> I thought I now it could be aliens. I wrote could be aliens, uh, could be some sort of like government radiation thing that's like fucking up the electronics and, and your brains and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking it's a skinwalker or Robbie is some sort of like Manchurian candidate type situation and the Mm. vibrations make him you know flip out and kill everyone i don't know um but i think it's a i think it's a dang old skinwalker yeah could be my theory is all-encompassing because it is that they plagiarized the website mojave mysteries as curated by (laughs) ml berman (laughs) so wait say this again i it, it is a plagiarism of the website mojave mysteries dot com okay uh curated by ml berman and he appears to be just this kind of middle-aged dude who's out in the uh, mojave desert recording Mm -hmm. youtube videos about all the weird (laughs) things happening going on but yeah and and so i found this site doing research because i'm trying i'm trying to find more about like this yeah movie like i need something to make sense for myself and like i said i thought it was like dinosaurs because okay you see the tooth and the tooth is pretty yeah. pristine. Like yes. it just came out of a gift shop or something, or maybe it just fell mm-hmm. out of the monster's mouth. And so I did some yeah. research and I was like, is there dinosaurs in the Mojave desert? Because like, mm-hmm. if there's a time loop going on, then the time loop could be bringing dinosaurs back. 
And that mm. could explain all the weird uh, sounds of the animals mm -hmm. is just like, mm -hmm. you know, there's some sort of like time loop where there's, you know, animals from throughout history that can move right through this. They just got space. they just got trapped in that fucking hole in their time, mm -hmm. but it gets mixed together as they as all the yeah. times come together. And then so like and the other thing is the worms I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe those are like super prehistoric, like flatworms. That are like yeah. carnivorous flatworms, and we we just mm -hmm. don't know those. So, like doing that research, I found this website, and there was a story from like 1902 of like a dinosaur being spotted in the Mojave Desert. Okay, and like mm. and like this dude, like this crazy ass miner, like said he saw a dinosaur. Then he went back to town, gathered up a posse, as one is to do at that time. Sure. And then they went back out to the uh, you know desert and never found it. So you know it mm -hmm. disappeared. Um, okay, there was plenty of paleontology out there as well that find a lot of fossils. And then mm -hmm. another story I found that I think ties in really well with this movie is about the Devil's Hole. <laughs> oh, that sounds sick. I mean, I think I, have a, I think I have a subscription yeah. to Devil's Hole that I haven't. It was a free trial situation. I forgot to cancel it again. But. Well, yeah, you would never cancel a subscription. That's just you. <laughs> yeah. But so the Devil's Hole is this oasis like lake uh, that actually uh, dumps into like a deeper underground cavern lake. Like we've been talking uh, about. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, it yes, is yes. actually on protected, uh, government protected land. And they say because there's some sort of fish that only exists in this lake. So you got to protect it. Uh, but there yeah. is a story of like there's some kids who snuck in past the government barrier, like four of them. And they went night scuba diving. And then only mm -hmm. one of them came back. And then they never found the bodies of the other three. So it's like a, so it's like a fun portal. And then just like generally, there's a whole bunch of other things that connect to this. You know, like you're saying, skinwalkers, you got the UFOs. Uh, there's another story I didn't read into it, but it like apparently like at some point there were 30 dudes who were found dead and naked. Nobody knows why. <laughs> so, In the Mojave yeah, Desert? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sick. Yeah, sh wild shit happens in the desert. Were their penises gone? I don't know. I didn't read the story, Meg. I just said I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, I feel how like are you going to not Google their no if their dicks are gone? <laughs> Do your research, Thanks. Steve. <laughs> no, but um, no, that that's really interesting. That um, that I didn't know. I didn't really dig into this at all. I was just um, looking for something. That devil's whole thing literally sounds like exactly what this is based on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I would almost be and surprised. Steve solved to, it. I feel I feel yeah. like feel some closure to this movie now. Mm -hmm. I that, really well, do. and especially like the 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 fact that they I mentioned it briefly, but when they do when he does get sucked into the underground um, blood hole blood waters, you literally see a POV up through like a hole. Mm -hmm. So like mm. that would be that would be the devil's hole. So I mean that sounds pretty clear cut that it's like I I I'm buying that it's the devil's hole now. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's also they also have a bigfoot of their own and it's called the cement monster. Uh, so there's <laughs> sounds sick. Yeah, they got a bunch of, they but they got a bunch of crazy cement things. monster. It just sounds like a Scooby Doo monster you know yeah. which I love. Yeah. He is like blocks his feet. <laughs> 
I, I, I no imagine idea. him as just like that big mud monster kind of thing. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, uh, apparently, uh, really heavy. Apparently, Charles yeah. Manson was a big fan of the Devil's Hole as well, and was like in, into like. Get- I, I feel like we need to stop saying Devil's no. Hole. Like I'm becoming no. a five year old every time you say it. No, Charles Manson guy loves the Devil's Hole. But yeah, he was he was apparently trying to get you know his uh his followers. They were that's where they were gonna hole up. Uh, during the Helter Skelter race war. So. Gotcha. The Devil's Hole. Yep. Sick. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Now I do want to go like get high and watch YouTube videos on the Devil's mm-hmm. Hole. Um, <laughs> because that, the, I mean, that, that does make a lot of sense around, because, there, you know, not not just is there shit happening, you know, below the surface. It almost feels like a mashup of different different things. Like I said, the 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 time loop, the time jumping thing, and there's some sort of fucking who knows what wormhole or some shit like that happening um but the fact that they were at this lake and then they're get thrown into it in another body of water that seems to be underground it seems like it makes a lot of sense but hey and then rocketed into space yeah and then, oh yeah and then we or i kind of just breezed over that because frankly it was like probably my least favorite part of the movie and it doesn't really tell you anything but Mm-mm. there's this kind of like Right up until the end, essentially right before Robbie um, cuts his dick off and, and wiles out, um, there is a, a you know portion where I think it's after he comes out of the water or it's in one when Robbie's having an episode, um, he ends <laughs> up in a room with some Christmas lights. That's essentially it. Um, yeah. It does the sound like my bounces, personal hell. <laughs> the camera bounces around and it just it, it, it's almost like you could say that somebody is like it reminds me of a cross between yeah somebody just playing around in the dark with christmas lights and like the beginning of um it's a wonderful life where there's like the constellations kind of glowing and stuff and they're talking it just yeah so it's almost like robbie got uh the, the cosmic element is you know robbie got a look at the unknowable or something and that caused him to want to you know cut his dick off and shit so this is mm-hmm. like a it just feels vaguely not even specifically lovecraftian but just like cosmic mm. horror e right mm-hmm. you you saw mm-hmm. the un the unknown the unseeable you know the unknowable and then that makes you just like uh you know wild the fuck out so <laughs> it's a, it's a pl- it's applying the uh it's applying lovecraft to like old town minor you know, tall tales <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i uh, i've been i've been r- r- reading and listening to a lot of um uh you know weird fiction cosmic horror short stories and stuff like this and and that mm-hmm. that ending feels very much of that almost mm-hmm. stereotypical of that of that genre but i feel like learning about this website and this store in these stories kind of maybe makes me like it a little bit more mm-hmm. um but i wish that maybe they would have like come out with that and i think i don't know because it does like you it does feel plagiarized the way it is but it feels so on point yeah did that change it, I mean, your perspective on it when you found that I mean, it kind of makes me feel a little better now that I have, because I, I think there's a definite connection to the devil's whole story. And then because, you know, we went through the whole government protection thing and all that. Mm-hmm. And like you see the government protected sign in the film next to the out of time gas mask, which mm-hmm. is like from, you know, the early 1900s or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like it makes me feel a little bit better, but not as much because it becomes like uh, it becomes like a field in England. Yeah. 
Um, but a field of England is so much like more it's it's that film is satisfying without knowing all the druid shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of the you know civil war of england it's it's satisfying without that because it's well shot and it's just a nice film to look at there's a lot more going on this isn't fun to look at and there's an hour of nothing yeah mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so it's like it's, this could have been a really cool concept and i get why they did the found footage is because you can make it really cheaply right and mm-hmm. obviously that you set out to make a movie with fifteen thousand dollars there's only so much you can do so for right. f- that being said i think they did a great job utilizing the resources that they had i um, of course it seems lacking in in the storytelling part of it um and i imagine if you asked the director he might say that that's by design but i do think it still suffers from the fact that they didn't have the budget to tell a deeper part of a big giant cosmic story and Mm -hmm. it just it was just a very um like wishful thinking to think that they can make something that tells the story in a cohesive way and then I think I can imagine this is a lot of speculation on, on my part, but I can imagine the movie maybe not coming together in the editing room in the way that maybe they envisioned. And then they were like, OK, well, let's just keep it really vague. Sure. Let, you know what I mean? Um, but it just didn't. The care isn't there to for, for the movie to support that amount of like vagueness. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm yeah. doing a great job of describing that, but that's no, kind I, of- I yeah, I get what you're saying because like I kind of feel the same way, and I ha- like it would be one of those things where we have to actually ask Robbie and yeah. get like a an honest answer out of him. But like because the the relationships between characters are so tenuous and like vague, it's one of those things like when you're writing a script to the film, you would you would have like character bios for mm-hmm. all of these characters and yeah. like what their relationships are so maybe he knows what the answer is of yeah. like how all of these people relate and what they are but it doesn't come across as well because the film is so choppy and you only see sporadic moments mm-hmm. and then what's filmed it just makes you wonder how much does he actually know what their relationship is considering how much we get filmed and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't satisfy mm-hmm. i think you're i think you're on to something uh, about explaining the way i feel about it is with a field in england it's vague intentionally but you can tell and i feel 100 percent confident saying that the story he is choosing to tell you less oh yeah you know what i mean in, in a because field in the- england well, the clues are there. Yes. You can find the clues and you can learn all the history and like, yeah. you know, like a field in England is more specifically hard for us as Americans because we don't know English history as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not, so we're not as familiar with, you know, the English civil war and like dru- uh, druidic practices, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. You can always look more into a Ben Wheatley film, even uh, his newer one in the earth, Yeah, which yeah, not as many people love as much, but you can still look into it and discover like about the plants that yeah. he's kind of talking. So like, yeah. and like this movie, I find it hard to give the director or even just the story in general as much credence and say it doesn't feel like there's enough meat on the bone for me to really think too hard about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Whereas like, yeah, Ben Wheatley, the meat is on the bone. You just have to tear into it. This, I, I feel like we could sit here and speculate about stuff and we might just be jerking ourselves off because none mm-hmm. of that was put <laughs> into the story, you know? Yeah. And, and it becomes like the, the ending with the heads on the pikes and the dick mutilation and the, the guts out. Like, yeah, that's all hard, crazy imagery. Yeah. But like what motivated that? Yeah. Are you, you know, supposed just, to think that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm hmm. You don't know. You don't know. You can speculate. You know, I think you're meant to believe that Robbie did it or was complicit in it or he is the monster or he was taken over by Mm -hmm. the monster or there's not a monster. Like there's just all this vagueness, but there's not enough. um, There's not enough breadcrumbs for us to come to an interesting conclusion. Wild conclusion. He is a monster until he cuts off his dick. Oh, it's, it's all it's all the dick you know it's yeah the dick's you cut the fault. dick off now you're free from it yeah mm-hmm. so guys yeah. that cut makes your sense. dicks off let's go mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah free, free, your, free yourself from the chains of humanity <laughs> yeah. cut your dick off cut your dick off kill god cut your dick off kill cut your dick off Re- renounce the covenant with god and cut your dick off you know what i was thinking actually i might and i might do this tonight i ate a bunch of um i ate a bunch of flaming hot um, pickle flavored Lay's potato chips this afternoon. Okay, and I'm thinking I might to save myself and and my loved ones from me. I might <laughs> rip my guts out and cut my dick off before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> um, but I anyway. did it all for you. Have like Lay's yeah. dust coming off of like your intestines. Yeah. God, it's getting uh, everywhere, I, Brian. I'm gonna disembowel myself. Because I'd rather do that than feel what's going to happen to my asshole tomorrow. And then, <laughs> and then if I'm going to do that, I might as well just cut my dick off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> While you're down there. There's a complete A to Z. I mean, you're on the same region. Yeah. 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 So any gay, that was the outwaters from 20 and 22. Um, I feel like I was harsh on this movie. Tw- 15 grand. Uh, and you know what? It was the first half was really boring, but it had its moments in the second half and the last few minutes were I I was it didn't the the last 45 minutes of the movie really kept my attention well, even though there, you know, was super vague. And I think that's a testament to like him, you know, putting some some pretty cool imagery on the screen, especially for a I mean, I'm a story guy. That's my it's hard to keep me tied into a movie without a really strong story. If you're not as if you're able, if you liked Skinnamarink, I think you're going to like this. It's not a masterpiece, but I think like if you can just kind of go along for the ride and be okay with just the incredibly vague nature of things and just take in the bizarre um, imagery and stuff, you're, you're going to, you're going to enjoy it. So it, it was it, it was an overall not not necessarily a movie I'm going to go revisit, but also um, not not unhappy that I watched it either. So what did you guys think? Sure. Overall thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm I'm probably more harsh than you are because mm-hmm. 
don't like found footage films on yes, the simple you are basis. Famously a, 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 a hater of found footage films. Yeah, <laughs> simply on the basis of like I think like it's 2023 and we're still wasting people's time trying to make them believe this actually happened. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this ever again. Yeah. Never ever again. Never try to make just people make believe an it's interesting real. Interesting film, please. <laughs> yeah, just, make, just but like look at a movie like Host. Like that was I didn't see it. Oh, I, I watched Host and I remember liking it. That I was the one really where they, liked that it. That was like yeah. the, when they were doing like the Zoom hangout, right? It was like during yes. the pandemic. Okay, yeah. Mm. Okay, no, so I remember it, enjoying it. It was it was a hundred percent a movie of its time. It came out at the exact. It was made and came out at the exact right time. But I thought it was a really fresh, interesting, and effective take on on found footage. And it was like I said, it was just so. Um. It just it it just was very much of its time because it happened mm-hmm. in the early stages of of the pandemic where it was like called sure. this uncertainty and stuff. But my point is, I I'm not as harsh on on um, found footage, but yes, this was very this did nothing new from a found footage perspective. Yeah. I don't think, and so. I think it's just because like we've had we've had like films like Hell House LLC, mm-hmm. Grave Encounters, and yeah. um, As Above, So Below, mm-hmm. and like I don't. I never felt like any of those films wasted my time mm-hmm. uh, because they, they are very good at like storytelling as well and sure. like setting up characters. So like, just kind of copy those now. You don't have to try to make people believe it's real mm-hmm. because that, that was the gimmick behind Blair Witch and paranormal activity. Yeah. Don't do that anymore though. Yeah. Don't <laughs> just yeah. Do it. I, get to it. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think in general, I, I feel mildly split in it in that like, when I first and foremost, when Steve like kind of reeled that website, I honestly think I kind of actually would like it. I wish they were just more honest about it or maybe they don't know that they're doing I just have a feeling they do. So, well, I think, well, sorry, sorry to cut you off. It's just, I think, I think these are so many tales that are familiar to people who are desert people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. That, yeah. So it's just like know. over and over again. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, but I think it would be an interesting thing to talk about, like the folklore around it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a fun thing to explore. Um, however, I think the other thing that I do like that I in something I pointed out and maybe I still kind of believe is that in the effect of like a found footage being just so kind of raw and feeling unfinished as this did, I think that's like the one idea of found footage that I did like. I didn't feel put together like a whole film. Now, to that same point, I still think you're a filmmaker and that first hour could have been cut down to 20 minutes. Like, set it, set me up and then show me the goods. Yeah, you know what it, I mean? It felt like a necessity. It felt like a necessity to mm-hmm. to make it found footage and uh, i just i i don't see the the need to drag things out so so harsh early on mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean like uh, also i guess there's one other thing that was never really explained and and if this is a phenomena if this area is a phenomena and and maybe i we didn't get that much into it but it felt like there was a wrong place wrong time situation happening mm-hmm. with not only the like tons of uh it felt like they were trying to communicate that there was a disproportionately high amount of strong earthquakes that were happening right around that time Mm. and then you went out in the desert and they kept showing this like fault lines as well Mm -hmm. so it led me to believe that like maybe something that was in the hell hole if you will or whatever devil's hole was escaping to the surface because Mm -hmm. the earth split open or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
you could have explained that a little bit more and it wouldn't have cost you, it wouldn't even cost you an extra dime. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't know. I guess that was for me, that was kind of implied that like, you know, these earthquakes opened up the hole and then there was probably another earthquake that closed it up. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like, it, it doesn't cost you any more to like, bring that into the story a little bit it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be that vague and and mm-hmm. i like i said i do like i don't mind vague you know i, I don't mind being not given not spoon-fed things but like this was so vague that it was just it i don't know made it hard for you to care at times mm-hmm. but yeah i i i'll say i'm terribly interested since like both this movie and skin and were done for fifteen thousand, and maybe more so skin and is because I think that had a lot more of an artistic uh, vision behind it. Um, mm. But I'm terribly interested what these two, what these two directors do next. Yeah. Cause like I've, I've said it before, like skin and can't be redone. No, you, you can't make a sequel to that and have people enjoy it the same way. And you know, this film is, it has good ideas and I think the sound design does a lot of lifting even though sometimes it's also bad. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they do next. Like, are these, are they, are they getting lucky off these couple $15,000 or are these like, do these guys have something more in them? Yeah. Is there, do they mm-hmm. have the chops where if they're given, you know, a million bucks or, mm-hmm. or, or three quarters of a million dollars that they can go out and do something or even really just special with yeah, it or even just half a million. Like, yeah. See if they see what they do with a half million dollar film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. We shall see, boys and ghouls. Um, all right. Uh, don't forget next week. Tune in uh, to our mini. So where we are going to tell you what our hungry for horror movies are going to be. And then you'll have a week to go out and, and watch those movies or at least familiarize yourself with them. If you choose to do so before our March showdown episode. I'm super excited about this one. I think I got a strong flick um, that I'm going to pick going into this one. Um, And this is a topic, you know, food related, um, uh, 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 restaurant related type of thing. I I think this one's been floating around the old wheel probably since we started Mm -hmm. um, the podcast and we finally get to do it, which I'm really excited about. So tune in for that. And as always, if you feel so inclined, go give us a little review on like Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and shoot me a little uh, uh, DM and tell me that you reviewed us and I'll send you some fucking stickers in the mail, guys. It's February. It's sticker season. Um, I don't know why it would be sticker <laughs> season, but I'll send you some in the mail for sure, guys. Um, all right. Anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, I would say maybe look out on the Instagram. I'm going to put up some polls, I think about like what we could possibly do on Patreon. Mm. And we want to hear from the audience what they would prefer us to do. And then also, I think March might be our first, I think March will launch, launch Patreon. Okay. So that'll be our first, you know, kind of tier and that'll include, uh, the, the showdown episode. And I think maybe, you know, It'll be just straight to the movies if that's what you guys want. Yeah. Rather well, than, you know, yeah. and then we're talking about how, what kind of little bonus content you might want out there for, yeah. for yins who uh, are, uh, are fans that would subscribe to the Patreon. So if you have any questions, um, 
let us know. Yeah. You want you want um you want uh you want you know Steve to draw you a picture? You want me to give you you want me to rub your feet? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to suck on your toes? Um I don't know. Just let me know. What are you what you're into? Uh and right, we'll give I'm, you that I'm curious paper. to see to um to hear like what you would think I would do now. What, do you, what so are you going to Steve, offer? Steve's the Steve can draw a picture. Toes. I'm going to suck toes. <laughs> Good luck finding a boyfriend who sucks toes. Um, <laughs> all right. It's <laughs> a tenacious T quote, guys. Um, I don't know. Think about think about what, what you're going to do. I, I'll send you a whole handful of my pubes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pubes. Pubes with flaming hot pickle dust shit. <laughs> Seasoning Think in about them. it. How many pubes for one dollar would you take? I'll just right. eat food on a video on our Patreon. Mukbang Meg. Mukbang Meg. <laughs> Brian will send you his pubes. Steve will draw you a picture. All right, guys. Those are the three tiers. <laughs> it's all over the place. Right, dollar a month. Steve will send you a picture. For Five dollars a month. Meg will send you a mukbang video for ten dollars a month. I'll cut off all my pubes and nail too. Pubes and potato chips. Uh, we should um we should not have no these things one is recorded. going to subscribe to this channel. <laughs> How hey, about this? Ten dollars a month. I promise I won't mail you my pubes. <laughs> oh, all right, man. boys and girls. For the Halloween is forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm me. I'm the devil's hole. <laughs> <laughs> take my pubes, take them, take them, bye. <laughs>